Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit bookshare.org today. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Welcome in everyone to Visibilities on February 24th, the last February, the last Friday of the month of February. We're moving right along this year, um, faster than sometimes we even realize that Things are going, it seems. And we're moving right into spring. And before long, and it's already peaking in many places. I know here in the D.C. area, yesterday it was, I think it went up to 82 degrees. And uh, a lot of the croci, crocuses, I'm not sure what the plural of crocus is, <laughs> uh, are starting to peak out the leaves. I, I think we're going to end up with an early spring, which I suppose those of you that are coming to the rally um, will hopefully have decent weather for that. I'm not making any promises. I haven't been in touch with Mother Nature of late. But uh, early March can be a funny time of year around here. I want to first... Before we go any further, I want to thank Cassandra and Jane for working with us tonight. Um, Cassandra is hosting and Jane is covering Clubhouse for us. And I, of course, want to thank Larry Gassman, who's streaming us on Media One. And I want to welcome all of you that are both in Clubhouse and on Media One, along with those of us here in the Zoom room itself. And I just want to start, first of all, before we go any further, I do want to make one quick announcement, and that is I do want to apologize to anyone who was on the call last week and had raised your hand. It was a very, very busy call. That was the night we had uh, Peter and Matthew from Humanware on about the um, Victor Reader Stream 3. And we had a mix-up, shall we say, as far as hand-raising was concerned. And I know that there were some people who never did get a chance to ask their questions. For that, I apologize. The problem has been resolved and it will not happen again. And But I do hope that you listened to me uh, with the main menu last Wednesday night and did get your questions answered there or it that's I believe being rebroadcast over the course of the next month it is, is that it's also up as a podcast 
Yes. It is. Okay. I wasn't yes. on the podcast mm-hmm. yet. Yep. It's so, out. If there's anything, um, you know, if you, if you get a chance and there's something that didn't get addressed or that you didn't hear the address on, um, the response on, you, those are great ways of re-listening to it. And, or of course, you can always get in touch with humanware. But I did want to apologize for that. Another thing, um, well, we'll get into the other announcements later in the sh- later in the call. Anyway, tonight we are going to have some fun. As I said in the description, whether it's St. Patrick's Day or birthdays, I happen to know of at least three that are coming up this in the month of March alone. Um, birthdays, graduations, Easter. There's just uh, May May Day. Anybody remember Maples? Um, so many graduations, whether it's from kindergarten or the, a major university. There's just so much that goes on in the spring. And so I said, what do you say we have? We've been doing several um, pretty serious calls of late. I said, let's have a fun one tonight. And so I've invited the dessert diva of ACB and the wine wizard of ACB to be with us tonight. And they've both graciously agreed to do that. And I know they both have busy weekends ahead, but they're with us this evening. And so I want to welcome Gabriel Lopez Cafati and Penny Reader. And the two of them are going to get us going into great ideas for whatever kind of a party, whether it's a, a celebration for two of an, of an anniversary, or if it's, you know, a party for 150 for a wedding or a graduation or an engagement party. It's a great time of year too for engagement parties, especially shortly after Valentine's day. <laughs> and uh, so Penny and Gabriel, good evening. Hey, Terry. Hey, Gabriel. Hey, Terry. Hey, Penny. It's a pleasure to be here. It is. So, Gabriel, I want some wine to go with my Easter lamb. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going straight ahead into Easter. Oh, yeah. I'll go back. I'll go backwards to St. Patrick's for Terry in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, actually... We will be having lamb on Sunday, so yeah. I so I am um, I am getting ready to uh, curate uh, uh, some some wines. You know, lamb is one of those meats that I'm gonna be completely honest. It's not one of my favorites, but I do I do appreciate it and I do enjoy it, especially when it's well done. Um, I mean, when it's you know. Well cooked. I'm sure yours is going to be perfect, Penny. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, most of my I, family would prefer ham. I don't know we, what else, we're ha- but I really do. We're having lamb, lamb from um, from who's that's being cooked by um, uh, my uh, my cousin's wife, who's actually uh, originally from Palestine. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it'll be delicious. Yeah, and apparently she brings the spices from from Bethlehem every time she goes. Oh, so. that's so cool. Mm. 
So I was, uh, what I was saying is that lamb is one of those meats that um, can go well with either white or red wine. Uh, and I think this Sunday, I'm even going to try it with a little bit of rosé. Uh, the oh, thing yeah. with lamb is that lamb is such, uh, it's, it has such a powerful taste in on itself that you don't need much as far as a wine you just need like an enhancer you just need something to clean your palate uh, after every bite so um, you can really really be creative as far as a white wine i would definitely uh, do a chardonnay because a chardonnay uh, cuts that you know the, the lamb is it's a little bit greasy so that your Chardonnay will definitely be able to to cut through that grease and and cleanse your palate. Same with uh with the hello can you hear? Same with uh, same with a um. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm having issues with my connection. Um, can you can everybody hear me? Yeah, you're yes. Good. Oh, okay, sorry. That's okay. So so you can um you can even do a a sauvignon blanc uh anything yeah. that will be you know very earthy very grassy to cut through through the fat of fatness of the lamb and uh as far as rosé uh, as long as it's uh, a very dry rosé that would also go well don't try to do it with a sweet rosé because that that may just be very very contrasting and then with the red, oh my God, I would I, I would be very adventurous with reds as far as lamb is concerned. So if you're a red lover, um, I would do anything that is not so overpowering, maybe a blend, a nice blend, uh, perhaps a Bordeaux, which is a, a Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot, uh, or just simply a Cabernet uh, Sauvignon and Merlot, something that would have a little bit of um, dryness but also a little bit of smoothness because you don't want to uh, you don't you don't want to overpower the taste of the lamb but you do want to kind of cut it through and make sure that your palate is cleansed after every bite i would think the cleansing your palate would be well i mean i'm sure it is actually um especially important with lamb because so many recipes for lamb involve a lot of rosemary and a lot of garlic yeah. Yes, and you know, I, personally, I love it on the lamb, but uh, you don't really want to still be tasting the garlic when you get to some fancy dessert. <laughs> true. <laughs> so you really do need to cleanse the palate, I think, um, when it, especially when it comes to something like something that's heavily seasoned, like like lamb. Yes, but Penny, I I jumped right into just talking about lamb in general, but. Why don't you tell us your recipe? And from there, I can definitely, I hope um, I can curate a, a nice wine for you and I, for um, everyone. I usually make lamb. I have a recipe that calls for marinating it in red wine. And then I just usually use whatever red wine I use to marinate the lamb in, and it turns out fine. So I think the secret with lamb is that you, you don't want it to be overcooked. You want it to be mm -hmm. at the most medium rare, you know? Yeah. 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 And, 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 and if you're marinating it with red wine, then, uh, then definitely that, that will give, give the lamb a nice, not, not only nice flavor, but also a very nice texture. 
So it kind of tempers that gaminess of the lamb a little bit too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of usually I have a lot of people to please, and some of them are not sure they like the idea of eating a lamb. You know, so you got to be got to be gentle with them. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you making for Easter? I think I'm going to make a carrot cake this year. Um, mm. I used to, I've, I've been making carrot cakes for years, but last year I did it differently and it was so much better. The recipe I used to use was um, just kind of a regular cake with carrots and raisins and orange juice and cinnamon and allspice and I think a little nutmeg. Um, but it was always dry. And so last year I just used oil. I used avocado oil because I like to use that. Um, and it was so much moister and it kept so much better. And I also used like a half a cup of um, crushed pineapple. And that gave it a little tartness as well as sweetness. It turned out really mm -hmm. well. It was very good. Mm. And then, you know, you've got to put cream cheese icing on the on the carrot cake. So that's no matter what you put cream, you can put cream cheese icing on cardboard. It will probably taste I know. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously with, with your um, carrot cake, you know what? A lot of people like to pair, um, which which uh, I I don't disagree with pairing um, dessert with. Obviously, <laughs> that's why it's called dessert wine. To me, it's just a little bit too sweet. Um, you know the the contrast of of both. Yeah, I don't. Both. I don't think I've ever had a dessert wine I particularly liked. I always think they're too sweet. You know, uh, ice wine is a very good um, choice, but ice wines. Um, are are you know tend to be kind of pricey so if you're not sure about your ice wine uh it's best to to stay with with a more moderately pr priced wine um i know um larry who's streaming will be very happy to hear that my to-go wine for for a uh, nice carrot cake as penny described would be a gewurz premier i know that's oh my gosh but it, <laughs> wow i remember from omaha larry i know i know you you're you you um you you like uh a good ghost remainder yep it's been a while though it's got a lot of sugar in it so i'm diabetic so it i does. have to be careful about yeah. that yeah but you know that now that you mentioned that larry it's it's a very interesting fact because you know the the sugar in in most wines and ghost is one of those that kind of um evaporates uh well not evaporates but it obviously it, it you know converts into alcohol it, it's, it's it, still you know the body still processes it as sugar so i i do i do hear you well it's a, it makes me be it makes me rationalize the reasons for drinking it now more so because of what you just said <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the nice thing about the gewurztraminer and larry feel free to jump in um is that it you when you nose it and for those who have been, you know, joining us in, in uh, whether it be here with with visibilities and Terry um, or in one of our wine tastings at conventions or one of our Papa Cork events, um, you you will remember. For, but if you don't remember a nose, when, when we say nose, it's basically just the smell of the wine. So the nose of Igor is very very floral very powerful it it seems like a garden and that's why i like it uh oh, so much for wonderful. spring I've never had it, that is, that it is wonderful penny uh and it is and it is 
very uh once you once you have it it's not so syrupy as you would think because on uh, the smell the nose definitely makes you think that it's going to be very very sweet um but it's more floral and fruity uh, i mean a gastrointestinal you can just nose it and and just be happy with just nosing the, the <laughs> like so cool. because it's so good but it per it 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 pairs perfectly with desserts and especially with um such a rich dessert as you mentioned with raisins and uh um uh, the nutmeg and the pineapple <laughs> and obviously the um the cream cheese frosting <laughs> so yeah, definitely a gewürztraminer would be great with that with that uh wonderful dessert oh, that sounds wonderful so what do you uh, do you have beer on St. Patrick's Day like most of us or do you do wine as well <laughs> is there irish wine <laughs> you know no irish uh, they're, they're not they're not wine producers or you know irish are wine or let's just say what irish are just no offense terry actually i <laughs> i i admire <laughs> i want to be irish when i grow up <laughs> they are good with anything that is fermented <laughs> there you go so you can't do, go bad you can't go wrong with like no. jameson really <laughs> <laughs> jameson is a good one no i i do have two beers that i like because they're very nice to pair with with certain foods and and i do have those beers in in St during St Patrick's um so um I'm not a huge beer connoisseur but but I but I know a, a thing or two so I know it's not very Irish of me <laughs> to not drink Irish beer on St Patrick's <laughs> but my two um beers that I really really enjoy very very cold are Belgian beers one oh, of them my is goodness, absolutely oh yum <laughs> Yeah, one of them is Leffy, which actually coincidentally Leffy reminds me a lot of a Gewürztraminer because it's very citrusy and very florally. It has a lot of a lot of notes going on when you first, you know, pop in a a, a bottle of Leffy. Um and once you taste it it's it's very just crisp is the is is the is the best way I can describe it. And if you want to go on the other side of the spectrum, a wheat beer, uh, if you like wheat beer, I do like some wheat beers. Um, I do a uh, whole garden, which is another Belgian beer. It's, 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 you can literally taste the molasses, the caramel, the, oh my goodness, the nuts really? in it. Yes. Yes. Well, we buy Guinness beer here because we make mm -hmm. a Guinness chocolate cake. Um, and and it this is, so is good. It is to die for her Guinness it chocolate cake. It makes this wow. little round, like so an eight good. or nine inch round, kind of tall round cake. And it's a chocolate cake and you use the Guinness instead of uh, milk or buttermilk or something. And you just mix that together with melted butter and chocolate and you add a tiny bit of flour. And uh, it is a delicious cake. And then you frost it too with cream cheese frosting, mm. but you make a whole lot of it. And so it's supposed to look like a glass of beer with a big white head on the top, which is all that. Oh, nice. It's really a delicious cake. It is indeed. She's made it for my birthday happens to be in March. I've made it for Terry. <laughs> She's made it for my birthday more than once. <laughs> it is, that is a delicious recipe. And then a with the rest of the Guinness, cake. you can cook it.
your corned beef and cabbage, and that's really good too. So that works out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry to say that that with with how rich that cake sounds, I wouldn't pair it with anything. <laughs> I think it's really, really good with coffee, actually. <laughs> yeah. I was going to yeah. say ice water. It might be okay with rosé. I'm pretty fond of rosé when the weather starts getting warm, if it's a dry mm-hmm. rosé. It might be good. Yes. Um, and- actually, uh, rosé is, is the wine that um, that is not only very, very versatile for spring, and throughout the rest of the year, actually, but I love a good rosé for spring because, like you said, Penny, when the weather starts changing, and it's like you know, it's not, it's not wine is 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 a beverage that is represents so much more than just the taste or the you know getting drunk. <laughs> it's, it's part of the celebration. You're right. It's part. Of, it's a celebratory. Um, drink it's it's almost a psychological it has a, a social aspect it has a very very uh kind of uh, like conversational aspect as well and and um if you have a a a rosé to me rosé represents kind of like you know you're still not red and you're not white anymore or you're still not red <laughs> i mean you're not red anymore and you're still not white depending on what you drink depending if it's summer or winter so it's kind of that transition i i see rosé when it comes to to the to the um stages or you know the the different seasons i see a rosé as a transition wine because it's so good it eases you into the new season yeah, it does. You know, and I'm sure this might be anathema to you, but I think the boxed rosés, as long as they're labeled dry, are really very good and they're very affordable. Um, so yeah. we've been, the Boda Box rosé is really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where we were. Um, I don't know where we were a few weeks ago. Oh, a Super Bowl party. And um, and we took some wines and... and uh, Obviously, you know the we wouldn't want hosts and hostess to to be washing. So, so I said it's okay to have you know wine in a plastic cup, but I, I was cringing a little bit, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have a glass in a plastic cup. I agree. I agree. Yeah. You know what else happens in spring is the fruits begin to bloom, mm-hmm. and um, spring always seems like strawberries to me. Late, late, late. April, early May, where mm-hmm. we live, strawberries are just beginning to come on, and so the easiest dessert is to make strawberry shortcake. Oh, I love it! I love and a good you, strawberry shortcake. I do too, and you can do it with biscuits. Just make mm-hmm. you can make biscuits with dinner and save out four of them for dessert for the four people at the table, um, or you can make biscuit dough and add like three extra tablespoons of sugar if you like it a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. Or you can make a sponge cake and uh, and use that instead. My mom used to make, she taught me to make hot milk sponge cake, which I was reading about it apparently originated in the Depression. And uh, my mom had seven brothers and sisters, and she didn't like gardening or farm. They all lived on a farm. 
mm-hmm. and she didn't like working outside. So she became the cook. So she made all their lunches and dinners. Um, mm. And so she made this cake when she was growing up. And that's probably the first thing she taught me to make. And it's really easy. It's a sponge cake, but it's not a hard sponge cake. Like you don't have to separate the eggs and beat the eggs and the sugar separately. What you do is you beat the eggs and the sugar and then you stir in the dry ingredients and you heat milk and butter. I use a microwave for that. And you add that all at once when it's hot. And the last thing you add is the baking powder. And then you bake Mm. it and you can bake it in like a tube pan or a bunt pan or you can bake it in a 13 by 9 inch pan so it's a rectangle angle and then you can just cut out squares and split them and put the sugared strawberries on top mm. and for Larry, I discovered that you can use agave syrup and it's just as delicious as sugar when you want to sweeten the strawberries and it only takes about a quarter cup for like a quarter strawberries so that's much lower on the glycemic index don't forget the whipped cream. I grew up without whipped cream on strawberry shortcake, but when I grew up, I discovered that everybody else in the world has whipped cream. So we do that too, and it's delicious. <laughs> nice. Well, you, you, those of you who know me will definitely know what I'm going to say about strawberries. <laughs> Go ahead, because I, I, I can't guess. <laughs> you can't guess? No. Terry? No one. No I'm gonna. I think I've heard it before, but I'm gonna let you and you say it. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously the <laughs> it, it the the you know just by excellence it would be champagne. Um, oh, yum! <laughs> <laughs> strawberries and champagne are just um, perfect together. Just, just a meritage yes they're 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 now um and and i and i know i i myself used the word champagne loosely but uh you know as as long as it's a sparkling wine it does not necessarily have to be a champagne although i have been exploring and this is one of the things that i wanted to share because like terry said at the beginning um spring is a season for so many things and and penny just mentioned fruits um especially uh strawberries um but you have brunches uh coming up um mm-hmm. outdoor brunch uh happening more and more during spring and then you have graduation parties in Absolutely. april and may so you have a lot of opportunity to to um to really really get some bubbles going um <laughs> i've been experimenting and i've been trying uh I spend a night when I when I cannot go to sleep. I spend hours up just browsing totalwine.com. And yeah. uh, <laughs> there are so many, so many champagnes that are very, very affordable. Um I I obviously names in French that I have written down, uh, but I I wouldn't be able to repeat them right now. I have them written down. I can share them with Terry. Um, so that she can share them with anyone who has a question. But if you um, if you uh, look carefully, you can find champagne um, under twenty dollars or under twenty five dollars, which is a very very reasonable price for a champagne. Um, 
what I usually like about champagne versus other sparkling wines is that champagne definitely has a very, very unique flavor to it because of the fermentation process. Um, you know, uh, all sparkling wine is fermented twice and that's what creates the bubbles. That's what, um, you know, the process of, uh, carbonating the actual sugar, uh, into, um, uh, the bubbles that we so much enjoy. Um, but the rest of the world does their sparkling wine by ferment, by doing the second fermentation process in, uh, whether it be stainless steel or, um, barrels or whatever they use. But, uh, champagne by tradition is fermented in the bottle itself. So can you imagine that you are having your own personal, um, fermented bottle in each uh you know in each um how can i say it in, in each bottle i don't, didn't want to repeat the word but each bottle means that it was <laughs> uniquely was individually fermented for you, for you. Yeah, uniquely. yeah uniquely so so that gives it a little bit of an extra personality i think champagne has has an has something like an added aftertaste that the rest of sparkling wines do not have my preference um is always to go with a dry champagne, especially to combine it with fruits. Uh, it's so, so versatile to, um, to do brunch with it. And you can use the same champagne to transition into your dessert part of the brunch. Um, but for those of you who are not fans, my parents, for example, they do not like such a dry, uh, champagne or such a dry sparkling wine. So I'm used to, to, uh, having a little bit of everything. Um, believe it or not, um, I know, uh, for those of us who speak Spanish, sometimes we can get confused because, um, sec means seco, which means dry, but sec is actually, uh, when it comes to sparkling wines, when you see sec, it is a sweeter sparkling wine. Oh. Demi-sec is actually mid-road and brut is completely dry. So it's the best. <laughs> I love brute. Yes. To me, it's the best. Very, very cold, very perfect temperature. Yeah. I would say, um, 52 degrees, at, you know, or lower. Um, but the, the, the thing with champagne, and this is where it gets a little bit, um, fun or more fun when you start talking, thinking about fruits, uh, since Penny mentioned fruits and strawberries, um, I, I really like the fact that brute, basically what it means is that it's, uh, it's just, it is what it is. It has no sugar added. Uh, sparkling wines, when they're sec or demi-sec, they do have sugar added because uh, winemakers, what they do is that they add sugar so that it, with a carbonation process, it converts that sugar into um, the uh, bubbles. In, in in the case of brute champagne, it only carbonates the natural sugar of the grape itself. So why add more sugar? <laughs> yeah. And Spanish especially if you're going to come, you like Spanish? You like I like cava? the Spanish one. Yeah, I like the Spanish bubbling one. Yeah. Cava, cava follows a similar cava, technique yeah. as, as champagne. So cava would be the closest. Um, I, I love cava too. Uh, a good cava um, can be can be very very pleasant. 
and very versatile and goes perfect with fruit. Uh, in Spain, you know, that's that that's exactly what happens. The season goes with uh, lots of berries and cava. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Oh, that's the best. It does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Have you ever tried the uh, Portuguese vino verde? Oh, yes. I love that's vino really verde. That's really delicious, too. And that's that green. Is, it's very good. Yes. Yes. That's and it like is. a springy kind of wine, just because it's green and, and it's really delicious. And it's also usually really affordable. It is. It is. I've, I've you know, had, I found bottles of vino verde for under $20. And 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 you're right. It's 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 a really really good wine for spring. And and now that you mentioned the uh, the color, it's definitely something. If you're not a beer person, that's something to drink on on St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's Day. Day. That's right. That could be cool. <laughs> and, and I I'm sorry to interrupt. This is an easy from Portugal. So I think that would be ideal, Penny, for your chocolate cake. With oh, it probably would be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to give it a shot. Let's I was wondering if you guys are going to talk about Portuguese wine. That's my uh, <laughs> always <laughs> Anisio, always yes. <laughs> I mean, it's one, we, one of the best values around because it's still, you know, I guess it's not as popular as others like Italian or French. Yeah, it's always you, affortable. Yeah, you it can is. get it it's, for yeah. I mean, and it's, it's delicious. Different. It is. Yeah. You know, and you see, I, every time that I find uh, that I can get my hands on a bottle of Portuguese wine, I, I go for it because it's typically very, very good. The and reds I know are good too. The reds are wonderful. Yes, you know, the, I think I think uh, the the quote unquote issue or problem with with Portuguese wines is that you know you have uh, port. And mm -hmm. port kind of took over. So whenever whenever anyone thinks of Portuguese wine, they immediately think of port wine. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. yes, it's the best. Portuguese port is the best. Um, anything else is just replicated. But I agree with <laughs> Inicio and Penny. There are some wonderful red, um, red Portuguese wines. Um, Portugal has a great, great, wonderful production and great weather for uh, Garnache, which is one of oh, my favorite grapes. It's delicious. That's yes. good. And great yeah. pork, right? We do a lot of pork. Pork, pork yes. yeah. Yes, yes. No, no, a lot of uh, corks, you know, for yeah, the, the, the Yep. And, yeah. and, 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 and Portugal was definitely at the center of, of, um, of, you know, a, a huge cork um, kind of, uh, export situation mm -hmm. a few years ago because cork something happened with the trees and not only spain but france and i even think some parts of italy where um th where there was a shortage of corks i remember and that's that, when yeah. they started with the yeah. synthetic materials and some of us were not happy <laughs> and then right. portugal portugal was kind of kind of you know came in and saved the day for winemakers yeah, around it the was way. a rescue verse <laughs> <laughs> they definitely did a lot of rescuing, I think, with, on that. And, uh, the, for those, for those, you know, listening that you know would like to try port, uh, not port, uh, Portuguese wine. One of the places where I always found a, a really good selection is Total Wine. Not oh, really? nobody's paying yes. me for this, but yeah, that's. Um, can you order from them online, or do you have to? You I can. I, uh, you can. Ooh. Yes. Yes, I do. That's how we do it. We order online and they have free delivery. You don't get it immediately like with Instacart, but you get it. 
I think it's the next business day. Yeah, we can't get Instacart here because we live in one of these states where only the state stores oh. can sell the alcohol. But we have Drizzly, so we, but, but so we can get wine that way. And, you know what we do? What we do a lot now is we subscribe to this. Um, I don't know if it's a club or whatever it is called, uh, Wine Insiders, and there are others. Oh yes, oh. Um, you get some good Portuguese wine there for I mean sometimes eight ninety nine, ten dollars. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. I'd like to jump in if I can just for a minute. It's your show, Terry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's your show. (laughs) What I just wanted to, uh, two two good things. Um, We will get him off of Portuguese wine or maybe he'll, maybe it'll be (laughs) a really good thing. And then see a group here. This is... (laughs) Um, let me just make a real quick announcement first. Next week, we are going to be talking about the Older Independent Blind funding, and Anicia was going to be my guest Yay. next week on that. So maybe we'll do a little more Portuguese wine at the same time. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but I also wanted to let people know if anyone does have any questions or comments or great recipes, please feel free to raise your hand and we will take care of. I'm talking with you as well. And I will share the carrot cake and the Guinness cake and the hot milk sponge cake recipes with Terry. You can put them on your Visibilities website if you want, Terry. Okay, or you can share them. The Visibilities website seems to be having some kind of a problem at the moment. I didn't, well, I went to update it the other day and Google Chrome wouldn't let me into it, but Edge would. So I'm not even trying to figure that one out yet. That's um, one of my projects for this weekend. <laughs> um, when well, Edge well, works and Chrome doesn't, that gets scary. <laughs> you can email uh, Terry and, and, and I'll send the she can email. That's it. Email me at yeah. visibilities50 at gmail.com uh, and we can get it out to anybody. No, 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 that no, wants we can't to. do that right now. Same with the names of, of certain wines. Um, I, I really want to recommend. Um, a, a some wines uh, for people to try because we were at a wine festival a few months ago and I believe a, a, it's around spring where um, this uh, this family owned vineyard in Italy is going to start uh, they, they, they already have their licenses and there are uh, I think at least 10 or 15 states and I highly, highly recommend um, those wines uh, because they are um, from a small owned vineyard. And I have that name. I don't remember it off the top of my head right now. But <laughs> send it I to can, me and I'll put some show notes together and I send it put, out to everyone that's on my announce to, list. Yes. Yes. I met, I, we met the reps who are actually part of the family at the wine festival and they were, they were very, very uh, kind. And, and we spent lots of time talking about the different types so of wines. It was it was absolutely fun. That's <laughs> a great thing about spring, all those wine festivals that, and yes. and strawberry festivals too. We have a lot of there those. Are. There are, yeah. What better than no, to have not now. the champagne with strawberry room? <laughs> it's one of the favorites <laughs> in the in the wine festivals. Um, since since we are on the Portuguese uh, side of things, before I don't know if there's any raised hands. Obviously, you know. Port is 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 such it's such a wonderful wine, and many people ask me questions about port. Why is it port? Why is it so expensive? Why is it so different? Is it really a wine? 
So port is actually a fortified wine, which means that it is um, basically, you know, I'm going to use the same word, fortified with <laughs> a with a spirit. Uh, and typically, it is um, it is a clear spirit as of to not um, change the flavor and the nose and the taste of the wine, but it still fortifies it. And actually. Uh, I'm going to give you a fun fact. Port did not start off being uh, the intention of it being a, a, a thing. <laughs> Actually, they started fortifying wine because when uh, I think it was in the 1700s when they were trying to smuggle wine. Um, I think it was the British who were trying to smuggle some wine from Portugal. And, uh, <laughs> and sometimes the ships had to be um, out in the sea for 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 longer than expected because they didn't want to be caught. So they had to make sure that they preserved the wine. So they fortified it. They put they mixed it with some other stronger spirit to just preserve it better. And 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 actually, people started liking it, and that's how uh, poured. So what do they add? Do they add brandy? What do they add? They add brandy, but it's it's clear brandy. Uh, you know, the 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 less the less taste it has, the better. And uh -huh. what it does is that it just enhances the 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 flavor and it amps it up. So that's why it it's so strong. And obviously, the combination of the sugars in both a a brandy and a wine uh, make it a, a, a smash. <laughs> you know, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a very powerful drink. That's why port is one of those wines that you can recork and save for later and uh given that it is you know strong uh and it is very potent uh it's not a wine that you're going to want to drink three four glasses like you would with a regular wine you would want to drink one no. at the end of a meal as a digestive or definitely as a dessert wine That's and of cool. course <laughs> you know it's it, it, it's not it's not cheap so so you may want to be <laughs> That's true. be a little bit uh be a little bit cautious with 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 how you pour your port yeah i remember one time we were in, uh visiting frank's uncle and who was his that whole side of the family of portuguese and we were out in california and then mr i don't know we were probably 15 or 20 of us there and he was insistent that we all had to have port and we would have a, a family toast and all that and he used the uh, that was my first experience with port um, he used demi the demi tasse glasses. They're like yeah. a little bit more than a than a shot glass. Um, yes, and, and that kind and of they have thing. a little stem. Yeah, well, these uh, these didn't, but uh, uh, oh. maybe they did. I forget now. Um, Too much you know, board. It's been, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice day. I'll say that. <laughs> but we. Um, yeah, and, and that was my first experience with it, and I've always liked it since then. Um, don't have it very often, but when we get the pachicos together, we <laughs> yeah, a family reunion. Right, Carrie, yeah. that, that explains a great so way to find out about right? all the history of all the. Excuse me, excuse me, Penny. Anisio, Anisio was asking something. I'm sorry, no, Anisio. Go ahead. You know what? The, that I can't that explains it. Your last name is Portuguese, right? Yes. Okay, I thought so. It is, and it's only done with a long E in it. If you're from southeastern Massachusetts, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we, uh, most every place else, it's Pacheco or Pacheco. Um, yeah. But if you're from the New Bedford Fall River area of Massachusetts, it's Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, well, I think part of it had to do with, as I've always understood this story, was back, we're talking way back, the early 1900s. Um, my husband's great grand, my husband's grandfather, it would have been, um, when he came in, it was so into the idea of melding into the uh, American experience that he wouldn't allow anyone that he worked with or um, who worked for him or anything like that to, um, they could speak Portuguese at home or wherever they wanted, but not at work. It was supposed to, you were supposed to Americanize yourself. Yeah. And I right. think that that's probably how the, the, the Pacheco instead of Pacheco happened. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Oh, goodness. All right. So moving on to some more parties and, and celebrations. We have birthdays. Um, I happen to know that Gabriel's birthday is coming up in March. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and my son and one of my dear friends are two days after him, and I'm two days after them. So we've That's got a good week. And it's <laughs> yes, and it's St. Patrick's month. And so I just kind of call it my birthday month. And <laughs> um and so I'm thinking about things to do for birthdays. And you know, one of the things that strikes me are um I know it might be a little bit of yesterday today. Uh, and that was really bad, Terry. Um of yesterday is Everybody got into a few years ago. Everyone got into so into cupcakes, but I th- I I still think cupcakes are a wonderful idea because you know it, it's it's so much more portion. It's easier with kids. It's a portion control, and you can make two or three different types, and mm-hmm. everybody There's gets to have what they want. A great trick for people who are blind. If you're a blind baker, the problem with making cupcakes is that you. When you pour the batter into those little cupcake molds, it all, some of it always gets on the top of the pan. And then when you put it in the oven, it burns and it makes your house smell awful. So the way you fill the cupcake indentation without doing that is you buy a canning funnel. A canning funnel has a great big round bottom and it fits right inside a cupcake cup. And so you just pour your batter through, batter through that funnel and none of the batter will get on the top of the pan and it won't burn while you make your, bake your cupcakes and your house will smell wonderful, just like baking cake. And a canning funnel is probably the most helpful, cheap tool I have in my kitchen. It works great for muffins. It works great for cupcakes. And if you get a metal canning funnel, it's a perfect size for cutting out biscuits. So, <laughs> now there's a good tip. Yes, 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 yes. And you know, Absolutely. you don't have to be blind to need one of those. My mother, was, think... my mother was a professional baker. She did cake decorating and all of that kind of thing. And I wouldn't want to guess how many times we'd have to scrape the just a drop or two. Off mm-hmm. of each around each one of the cupcake <laughs> cupcake spices. Really, it pans. costs probably three dollars, and you can get it at the hardware store or at the grocery store during canning season. So that would be late summer. 
And it's really a wonderful investment. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm well. How about you? Good. I just hey. saw the emails that you sent to the to the the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Is that what you were calling about? Yeah, yeah. I was I was wondering what the next step was. <laughs> I, and all think that Anisio, I, I, um, I, I, I think Anisio. I think forgot that he's. Jeff's email, second, oh. seconding. <laughs> I was wondering. Do you have anybody with hands raised? Um, somebody on Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's right, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to. Yeah, that's it. I think that'll be better. I think that works. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. We don't have any hands raised. Oh. Oh, we can entertain each other. Come okay. up a few times, but um, one of the birthday cakes, I know the one that I have to make every year um, for my son, is also quite is similar to the strawberry shortcake. I don't know. I think when I first learned it back in high school, um, they called it a queen cake. And essentially, it's an it's easy to do. I've even... I, I confess, I tend to buy a, the at the grocery cake. store the angel food cake because making an angel food cake is such a nuisance. You know how many eggs you have to separate from right angel now, food you cake? You wouldn't be able to afford it. Right. I know, really, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> My sister-in-law hit the lottery the other night, and uh, her response to it was, well, they earned, they, they saved enough money that when she went to the grocery store the next day, she bought a dozen eggs and a pound of <laughs> butter and didn't blink at the price. <laughs> but it's an angel food cake. You just cut the top off horizontally, go down about a half and three quarters of an inch, slide that off, and then make a trench all the way around, pulling out the um a the angel cake my children you don't want it to get to the bottom i'm sorry <laughs> the guts of the cake <laughs> there you go the guts of the cake but you, you don't want to get all the way to the bottom because you, you need that back in there take that out break it up into pieces put it with um your strawberries i usually um loosely crush the strawberries i don't tend to put any sugar in it um in them or maybe just a very small amount um mix that with the cake and then refill that little trench that you've that trench that you've made put the top back on and cover the whole thing in whipped cream and um then i'd usually take some fresh strawberries and sliced bananas and decorate the just decorate them around alternating uh on the top of it and that is my son's absolute favorite birthday cake when, when terry and i worked together uh, she used to make that cake for charlie too and charlie crawford loved that cake i'd make yeah. that for his birthday too yeah. so we would have that yeah. in march and in march and august every year <laughs> we would have that <laughs> But um, and it's it you know it sounds trickier than it is, but yeah, it does. It gives you, but it really isn't because you've mixed some of the whipped cream into the strawberries and and angel food cake, and, and use that to refill it. And so you've got a very nice filled cake. 
and you and you don't have to get real tricky with rosettes and all of that kind of thing for your frost. Well, people think you were so just, fancy. It's very cool. That's it. And, you know, <laughs> you can buy the ready whip in the can. You wouldn't even have to whip the cream. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told, my mother used to make it with Cool Whip. Oh, <laughs> but, Terry, that's too much. <laughs> but then again, my mother used to make dirt dessert in the spring because the kids loved that. And that was basically that? just dirt Chocolate dessert. Cake. That's a, yeah, it's um, a chocolate, uh, crushed Oreos, crushed chocolate Oreo cookies and Cool Whip and a couple of other things. And then you, and uh, there's, I think he put chocolate pudding mix in it somehow, I forget now, and put it all in a um, sand pail, like a like kid's sand oh pail. <laughs> you put it all in that, and then you put gummy gummy worms all over the top of it, and stick an artificial <laughs> flower out of the top of it. <laughs> and it looks like a, it looks like a. It lo I'll have to find the recipe. I know we've got it. We have my mother, all my mother's old recipes. That's it. Um, <laughs> was always called was dirt dessert, and the kids absolutely adored it. I don't think that they would give it to their kids today, but they loved it back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, well, I I am going to um, give uh, you know uh, since we're talking about birthdays, and um, I typically Anthony and I are uh, <coughs> wine club members uh, with Cooper's Hawk Winery, and um, we have. Uh, I wish I could describe it. Anthony says it looks like a like a science fair experiment. Uh, it was a gift that he, he actually I always wanted it. It's the decanter from the signature decanter from Cooper's Hawk. It looks like a huge, like an extremely oversized uh, wine uh, cup that is that sits over. A be it's beautiful. It has uh, metal and and wood and marble. And uh, it has a little spigot that you, you know, you pour your wine. It has like a glass. It's all glass um, and it and it holds an entire bottle. And it has a, a little ball filled with water that you freeze. And that helps control the temperature of the wine. Ooh. And uh, it's it's gorgeous. Um, but anyway, the, the reason why I'm going into so much detail about Cooper's Hawk is because I always celebrate, try to celebrate my birthday at Cooper's Hawk uh with their wines of the month they have um they collaborate i like the fact that they collaborate with small wineries and they come up with seasonal wines and wines that are very very uh that that correspond to what's going on in nature you know they don't have just come up with something that is available all year round they come up with wines that are very unique to each season and that are very um very particular depending on the region they collaborate with different wineries especially small wineries and the reason why I'm making so much of a deal is because <clears throat> we've been in conversations with them since 2019 in preparation for Schomburg for this year finally we're going to have a collaboration BPI is going to have a collaboration with Cooper's Hawk to conduct our wine tastings in okay. Schomburg because they are headquartered in chicago oh can we do yes. a tour that would be fun too <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately they did not do tours they have like you know private room the private yes. dining rooms and all that but 
But but why go to tours, Penny? If BPI I is going to bring, is going to bring Cooper's Hawk <laughs> <laughs> to the Renaissance. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect, Gabriel. <laughs> so 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 yes, we we highly recommend that that um, we appreciate it. It fills my heart so so much to know how people appreciate the wine tasting events that we put together. Uh, oh, I they're love so doing them. fun. It's really and, they, fun thing to they, they really are. I want to <laughs> thank, thank the two of you, the two of you for jumping in tonight and giving us all some great ideas. Um, I myself had never really thought much about rosés, especially <laughs> for the spring. I've, I I don't know why. I just kind of thought of them more of as a, of an autumn thing, but which probably makes even less sense. But I want to thank you both for no, Terry, again, being it's a with us tonight. And Terry, you have a hand raised. I don't know if you noticed it. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't. It's okay. Uh, it's me... Jane. I mm -hmm. see you, Jane. You can. Jane. <laughs> I know it's almost time to end, but I just wanted to chime in and say my birthday is in March. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> and we have a huge strawberry festival out here. Because on Cape Cod, and you are right, it is Pachico. So, <laughs> and uh, Terry is right. Terry knows that I live on Cape Cod. And, um, and I am Portuguese, even though my last name is Terry. My grandparents, my grandfather shortened it when he came to Alice Island. My real name is Pereira. So, oh. anyways, I just want to say hello to my. Well, my thank you. And thank I want you. To say Thanks so much, Jane. And so let me just tell you folks, um, as I said earlier, we will have Anisio on next week. And maybe we'll even throw in a couple of recipes. Hey, Anisio, maybe we can do a couple of recipes on Sharice and, and Linguisa. Mm. Um, <laughs> I've taught Penny what that is. <laughs> and we will be talking about the older independent blind funding uh, or lack thereof. Um, and I believe there's probably going to be a few people from AAVL on um, and maybe a little bit of history of where it all started and that kind of thing. And what needs to be done, because it's something that though ACB has not chosen it to be one of its imperatives um, for this year. It is something that those of us who do find it important can absolutely still use some talking points and talk with legislators and aids uh on that on the subject as well and it's and so important because it, old people are getting is. nothing right now nothing from it, that's it that's yeah. it it is just so it's so badly underfunded it's absolutely it's obscene that will be next week after that we will be doing um if anybody has uh wants to go back and check out the first and last weeks of last year um, on our visibilities podcasts was our tribute to the women of ACB and this is Women's History Month coming up so I'm going to be doing something else I believe on the 10th of March on that and I want to thank you all very much for being with us and wish you a safe and happy week and you know let's put some sparkle into the celebrations coming up this spring. We've all got something to be thankful for or to celebrate. 
And you enjoy yourself <laughs> doing that. Thank, thank you. you Carrie. And thank you both. Thank you, Jane and Cassandra and Larry. And good night, one and all. <laughs>